off of it. Hello, Brisbane. Yes, look at you, fine people. You're listening to the dollop. I love you. You're in the middle of your intro. Well, there, there was a woman today that sent me something. What on... is happening? We're in the intro. Oh, now we got to take a pause. There is a woman today who sent me a little brief definition, like a history of the, the name Gary. And it is associated with the, the name Gareth in, in England, but also in Japan. Uh, by the way, I don't care. In Japan, yeah, my name it is sounds very much like the word diarrhea. An American history podcast where each week I read a story from American history, sometimes Australian, to my friend. A diarrhea Reynolds who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. And uh, on the show, we really, we like to give breaks sometimes to uh, performers who uh, people haven't heard of. We found this kid at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Oh, my God. Fantastic kid. What a spark plug this kid Melbourne. is. Melbourne. And um, he's fantastic. We think you're going to love him. Give it up for Will Anderson. Willow. Hello. Hello. Oh, we are brought to you in part by Squarespace. You guys were just talking about Squarespace on here. It's a very easy to use, delightful web service. Yeah, it's not just web though. Did I did I Make it sound like it's just websites, domains, it's websites, it's online stores, it's marketing tools, it's analytics, the whole, it's the whole ball of wax is what they call it in the business. Gareth and I have our websites with Squarespace. Uh, we got the dollop sources with Squarespace. We got the dolloppodcast.com with Squarespace. So we're all in. They go down, we go down. Mutual destruction. Wait, that's probably the wrong thing. They, no one probably wants to hear us say mutual destruction in an ad. So let's just say mutual non-destruction. I love them because Squarespace is very easy to use. The templates, they look really nice. They got 24-7 award-winning support. They got email marketing. They got all the marketing tools. They got everything you need. It's, you, know, you don't have to upgrade. It, it's just done. Can't recommend Squarespace enough. I've been in business with them since 1942, if you can imagine. So we're in this together. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code DOLLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We are also brought to you in part by Keeps. Look, a lot of guys don't like losing their hair. It's a bummer. Some guys, it affects them more than others. And maybe you just want to keep your hair. Maybe it, it just bums you out and you just want to keep it. Now there are solutions. It's easier. You can get medications. You can get uh, the creams. It's very low cost. It's all, it's all much better now. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it sucks for a lot of guys. Two out of three guys are going to experience some, some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. And then you got Keeps. So, look, they got five-star reviews, and they got two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. So, bam. They offer a virtual doctor consultation and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. So you don't have to leave your house, go outside, talk to somebody. 
24-7 care and support, network of medical advisors, prescribers, and then it's low cost. Just 10 bucks a month, they got generic versions uh, of the two FDA-approved medications. So it's affordable. Give it a shot if it bums you out, right? I mean, that's all we're saying. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you got to jump on it. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash dollop to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash dollop to get your first month free. keeps.com slash dollop. We're also brought to you in part by Babbel. Look, for most of us learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly uh, the pinnacle of our academic careers. I took French, and I think I went to that class three times. Uh, but now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app uh, that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun way to learn easily a new language. Whether you're going to be traveling abroad or connecting uh, to a deeper way with a family member, you just, it's just free time. You just want to do it. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you're actually going to use in the real world. I have been doing Babbel. Uh, I've been doing the 15-minute lessons, which is great because you can do them when you want. It's uh, very easy, just a little bit of time carved out. A lot of the other language apps use AI uh, for their lesson plans, but Babbel actually is created by over 100 language experts, so real actual people. You can choose between 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. So there's a bunch of different ways to learn with Babbel. Also, besides the 15-minute lessons I talked about, they got podcast games, videos, stories, uh, live classes. Yeah, it's all there. It's all happening. And you get a 20-day money-back guarantee. So right now, save up to 60% off your subscription. Oh, I am personally taking Spanish right now because I want to be on El Dollop, so I'm, I'm trying to learn Spanish. Uh, you know, it's great. It's easy with this whenever I want. I don't have to go to a class or do a thing at a certain time. It's perfect. So right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash dollop. That's babbel.com slash dollop for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. And we are brought to you in part by Everlane. Look, you guys know that uh, we are about sustainability and uh, doing what's best for the planet and taking care of people, workers, things like that. And that's why we're happy to have uh, Everlane as a sponsor. I uh, currently standing in my uh, French Terry sweatpants, which is my uh, 24-7 uniform at this point. I got, I got uh, like four pairs. Uh, it's, they look like sweatpants, but they're like fancy sweatpants. A little pocket and back. Like, it's a whole deal. It looks like I go, I'm going to start going to business meetings in these. I don't even have business meetings, but I'm going to go to some because of these pants. Now, Everlane, as a company, are dedicated to finding socially responsible factories. They use third-party audits to check on the factories to make sure everything's on the up and up, that people are being, tr- being treated well, that environmentally things are all good. And this is what we want. So this is where fashion has to go. They are designing timeless clothes, uh, very quality materials. They focus on durability and longevity. So you can have the clothes for a long time. Also very important for the environment. And then they have transparency and production costs for each item. They have industry-leading partnerships. Uh, so Everlane is researching and auditing factories and partners to find producers who champion fair working conditions and reduce environmental impacts like they... 
pay above a legal minimum wage. They're ensuring that there are safe working environments. They're recycling uh, water facilities, using renewable energy, repurposing byproducts. So all this stuff is going on. They have direct relationships with the factories. So I highly recommend Everlane Close. Uh, you feel better uh, just because they feel better. And then also because they're taking care of people. So if you want to do things differently from your core to your closet, shop Everlane. Go to everlane.com slash dollop and sign up for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash dollop and sign up. Everlane, helping people live their best lives with the least impact on the planet. May 7th, 1834! Year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Look at you up there. Help. Jesus. Jesus. Ah. What you doing, mate? Just hanging out? Uh. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that somebody went, oh, at that. Like, yeah, yeah. too soon, yeah. guys. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Don't poke fun at him. Just spears. <laughs> <laughs> Marianne Bug. Marianne Bug? Marianne Bug. Bug. Was born near Gloucester, New South Wales, unless it's Gloucester or Gloucester. Fuck off. <laughs> New South Wales to James and Charlotte Bug. Charlotte was an Aboriginal woman. James was an ex-convict transported in 1825 for stealing two lambs, a sheep, and two pigs. Wow. At once? That's a hefty... Maybe. I didn't uh, think about that. That's like, might, that, that's like a, that boat riddle. I bet it was at different times. I bet he was like, oh, I, I, I learned how to steal a sheep, now I'll steal a pig. Yeah, right. So hang on. So a, a, like a, a sheep, a lamb, a pig, two, no, two pigs. Two lambs, two pigs, and a sheep. Two lambs, two pigs, and a sheep. So, okay. we, so we got sent here, which sure. is one way to get here. In, 18, in 1834, he was granted a ticket of leave, which, is, which we would call parole. Okay, thank you. Um, after a bit, he was overseeing the Australian Agricultural Company's outstation in Barrico. Okay, that went well. Yeah, you don't, don't pause so much after you... I'm scarred. I understand, but it's just, just keep moving. Just don't even... It's no, it's no different than someone who's been taking a beating for years. I... Now they come in and like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I am on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Sir... Thank you. Young Mary grew up with the threat of violence around her. Uh, soon she had a little baby brother. A higher-up decided in the company, a higher-up decided it wasn't a great environment for children where they were living. And uh, her father, James, agreed. A note was sent to Commissioner Damaresk. Uh, <laughs> quote, Bug wishes his children to be brought up so as to ensure their abandonment of their savage life. Okay. Wow. Because right. mm-hmm. they're Nothing. living out in the, you know, yeah. the bush at the station. Right. So the commission ordered the kids be separated from their mother. Nice. He, he said she wanted to, quote, elevate them above the barbarism of her tribe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Keep, uh, this is uh, not, not particularly comedic so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> You've certainly uh, brought up a few things that we as a country have been having a hard time dealing with. Yeah. Uh, the removal oh. of Native children from their families. Uh, oh, did, that, their... did something happen? Yeah. 
No, 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 no. That's a real black armband view of Australian history that you're... <laughs> we don't have that sort of We don't have that at all. Street. We don't have... Yeah, we don't have that at we, all. Um, we all celebrated over a big dinner <laughs> when the Native Americans agreed to right. give us all the land. Yeah. And, and so then, chill of them. And then they were just like... They, like, went away. They, like, mm -hmm. took off. Yep. And... They've been happy with us ever since. Yep. Because we've done a really good job with it. Yeah, yeah. It's Treated going real good. Nothing but respect. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to go to an orphan school at Parramatta. Nice. Did I say it wrong? Uh, it, it doesn't Parramatta. <laughs> Uh, but again, these kids are half Aboriginal kids. Right. So enrollment was delayed. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. Finally, James dropped Marianne at a school in Sydney. So she's five, and he just drops her off there. There you go. Learn, to learn domestic. What time will you pick me up? <laughs> no, that's not part of this. Uh, she learned domestic skills uh, to read and use numbers. Uh, and she returned home when she was 10. Wow. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. So, so she has a formal education. She also has learned, like, Bush life skills, right? Right. So she's kind of, like, half in both worlds. Right. Uh, so she could slip in and thrive in both places. And Marianne then married an ex-convict when she was 14. Jesus Christ. That's what you do. Uh, he was 40. You want to do some stand-up? He was what? 40. Oh, my God. It's just... The You'll jokes are flying. I Someone. mean, is there any... <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, they've stolen, like, an Indigenous kid from her family and taken her to the city. And I'm like, okay, but I'm, I'm sure it'll get fun in a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she married a guy who was three times her age. Yeah. The Mrs. Doubtfire joke doesn't seem that dangerous <laughs> now, does it? Pretty fine, doesn't it? Um... So she had a girl named Helena, and then somehow, for some crazy fucking reason, this marriage did not work out. Wow. Shocking. Uh, it was over by 1850, and then she found a new man, John Burroughs, not an ex-convict, mm. just an immigrant from Liverpool, worse, <laughs> a shepherd and a gold miner. So they had two kids. How old is she now? Uh, so she's probably around 16, 17. How old is he? I, didn't, I didn't catch his age, okay. I assume. Uh, let's uh, just say he's let's say 17. 16. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right, now we can have some fun. Uh, they had two kids and moved to the Mudgy District. So she had another daughter, but in 1856, uh, but he, Burroughs was not the father because the father was an ex- uh, convict mm. Irish Catholic guy named James McNally, only 20 years older. Uh, so she runs off with him, and they have, and they get a farm and the, two kids. Okay. And then she gets pregnant again, but by a different guy. She's fucking having a ball. Yeah. I mean, I bet she can't wait until she's 18 and really have some fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she's on her fourth dude in 13 years, which is super not normal for the time. And there's speculation in the book, Captain Thunderbolt and His Lady, that short relationships what, are sorry, married... Sorry, what's his name? We'll get there. Okay. Uh, Just heard Captain short... Thunderbolt, and obviously, I'm excited. Oh, you will be. 
Short relationships were Marianne's choice. So she's different. She's like, like she's not hanging around. She's like, well, you're fucked. I'm going to go over here with this right. guy. This convict seems like he's got a good thing going. Yeah. Right. Also, a couple of her husbands were probably dying of natural causes. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's different. She Goodbye. Kicks, <laughs> she kicks men to the curb and she moves on. Right. Uh, her new dude, uh, Fred Ward. Nice. There we go. Both in their mid-twenties, so they're the same age. There we go. All right. <laughs> uh, Fred was a currency lad, a colonial-born dude. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what they call them. Mm -hmm. Currency lads. For sure. <laughs> Lado. He had worked at stations since he was 11. He was a very a skilled horse breaker. And in 1956, Fred's nephew, John Garbutt, well, he was the leader of a horse and cattle theft ring... And so a few of Fred's family members were in it, and Fred got into it. So soon, into, uh, Fred and two of his nephews are stealing horses and doing the business and um, end up getting a 10-year sentence of labor at the Cockatoo Island Prison. Mm. Uh, they served uh, four years and got a ticket to leave, and John went and quickly married a widow who was 16 years older. Oh, okay. Fred's other nephew was in court on theft charges but was acquitted because of, quote, unreasonable behavior by a jury member. Oh, that's the best. Where you're like, man, I'm fucked. And then you're like, that guy seems a little off, though. That might, that could work to my advantage. Do we know what the unreasonable behavior by the we jury do. member was? We do. we do. Oh, good. <laughs> the juror told the judge, quote, I'm too drunk and too sleepy when... <laughs> that's... <laughs> uh... Uh, that's an Australian court for you. you know, I'm too drunk and too sleepy. We all are. We all speak for all of us. We find the jurors intoxicated. We should remove the bar from the courtroom. Better than bloody passing it. Um, so he said that when he was told to look at the stolen items. Look at these items. I'm too drunk. I can't. I won't. Another time he yelled out, quote, I want a match to light my pipe. <laughs> Finally, we have a hero. <laughs> so he was drunk. Yeah. yeah. He also refused to accept James' guilt and wore down all the other jurors. The other jurors were listening to the drunkest guy. They were like, Jesus, I just want to get out of here. This guy is, you know what I mean? There's no way he could have done it. <laughs> Look at him. But also fine. very convincing when he's sleepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His, uh, so, so John's ticket to leave was uh, eventually canceled, because he got off from that. So, but his ticket to leave was canceled when uh, some stolen sheep were found in his, in his flock. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, Fred... Meets a lady while working at Kuyal Station, Marianne. And uh, she, Fred got her pregnant by 1861. As was what happened. Why don't you just let us know when she's not pregnant? <laughs> Might be easier on you. The lady likes to fuck. Well, it's beyond just fucking. She likes to retain. It's <laughs> the medical term. They actually named uh, Cockatoo Island after her. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> no one in America knows what just happened. <laughs> They're like, because of the... Um... 
Fred took her to her father's farm near Dungong. 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 Better. Dungong. Dungong. You're doing a cockatoo thing, right? Dungong. Are you guys going to get rid of the G and say Dungong? What do you say? Fuck that. Dungog. Okay, Dungog. To deliver a baby. Wait, Even sorry, though... where was it, Dave? Dungog. Okay, thank you. I said it right the ninth time. Yeah. So Fred took her to her father's farm near Dungog to deliver the baby, even though that meant his ticket of leave would be revoked, because he's not supposed to leave his area. Right. So no he point. wanted to, he, they wanted a farm birth. Yes. Right. At, at the, not just a farm birth, not just like... Take her to a farm, a specific farm. It's his father's farm. Her, her father's. Her father's farm. Uh, so he did it for her, and then he raced back, but he got back too late. And he was arrested on three violations, two for leaving and one for having stolen a horse, because he was on a stolen horse. <laughs> well, he was in a rush. He was trying to get back fast. You know what, hey, now, he's a drunk jury member. <laughs> oh, God, please, please. <laughs> I like to say he's innocent, and I would like some biscuit. During the trial, the horse's owner said he had lost the horse five months before and heard it was running about. I heard my horse was running about. <laughs> so Fred, so how the fuck is that a stolen horse? Like Fred found it, it's running around. Yeah, he found a wild horse. Yeah, and yeah. then the guy's like, well, that's mine. That's mine. So he got three years and had to serve the six years from his uh, previous sentence. So he sent it off to prison for nine years. Prison's a nightmare. Um, Fred now leads a work stoppage and ends up doing four to six days in isolation. Oof. So Marianne had the baby girl a, a couple weeks later after he was put in jail. Wait, so, she hadn't already had it? Well, he, yeah, and he just left her there and raced back. Oh, he got so her he didn't farm. even, it wasn't even like, he thought, okay, I thought it felt like it was going to be birthed at the farm. but he It just, is, but he left her there. Right, he left her to birth it. Yeah. Right. As sure. a man does. Right. Right, yeah. Drop. And if it happens on a farm, then it pops out and it starts kind of walking right away. Like, yeah, yeah I get how it does. Instant. Okay. That's why you do it at a farm. Right, yes, yep. Because if you don't, if you do it in the city, they just roll around. Yeah, they need a lot of care, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Marianne has the baby two weeks later. She's now on her own with three kids. I guess the other ones are older or... Yeah, what about the other 15? <laughs> Maybe they're older they're now? Just a traveling band at this point? <laughs> they're not there. Okay. Um, she got a job for the first time ever as a domestic servant, and on September 11th, 1863, Fred and another prisoner, Frederick Britton, escaped. Uh-huh. So, it's an island. It's not that big of an island, right? No. No, it's small. But they couldn't find him for like five... They were looking for him for five days on the island and searching everywhere, and they're like, I don't know, there's no way they could have gotten off here, mm. but they had gotten off there. Uh, so the Sydney, uh, the Sydney Morning Herald finally announced five days later that they were on the loose, and it was printed all over the country. Six weeks later, they robbed a shepherd's hut. Well, the wife was the only one there when they robbed it, uh, and there was a... The too! <laughs> there was like a strange noble aspect to it. Fred, quote, we wanted the gun and bacon. Wait, wait what? We um, wanted the gun and bacon. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> The usual list of demands. Yeah. Give us the gun and bacon. We won't rob the house as we merely rob the rich and not the poor. They also took some tea and sugar. So they took a gun, bacon, tea, and sugar. Right. Uh, Very because they, don't, because they don't rob the, the poor. That's yep. correct. Right. Oh, they robbed this billionaire. Yeah. I'm... 
The so man who the, had everything. This guy's like the king of the area. Yeah, or they, got, yeah they, they went to the king. Yeah, they, did some, they got around the moat and the guards and the drawbridge. Well, ain't you living fancy? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing but bike and a tea. We're taking it. Three nights later, they tried to rob a mail coach. Uh, so there ended up being a gunfight. Now, cops uh, at this time in the area were taught how to ride in cavalry formation and how to salute, but not how to shoot guns. So they were taught to right. hold the yep. salute versus hold the gun, right. There's a lot of pageantry. Right, yeah. which is important for the police. How do I look? Fantastic. Nobody will dare come after us. Look at how great we look. Synchronized, gentlemen. Ha ha. Christ, they've shot eight of us. We've lost 13 men. My God, my bleeding out. What the fuck? What the fuck? Hold your salute, boys. Hold it. Hold your salute. Hold it as long as you can. Sooner or later, they'll understand. This tactic will pay off. Oh, my God, it's a bloody massacre. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, die in formation. Die. Hold. 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 <laughs> so, so their horses were not also not trained to deal with gunfire. Right. Horses salute too. Gosh, they can't trot at this. So when the shooting starts, the horses are startled, and then they they all. So the, the Thunderbolt and his buddy take off, and they go into a swamp. Sure. <laughs> which turns into this crazy slow chase. Yeah. They're essentially walking across the swamp because oh. they can't. No. Pull over! You! Oh. There's nothing like a low-speed chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the cops are also bad shots, so they're shooting at him and just missing mm. everything. Well, we've... Well, it's their first day using a gun. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they finally Can they not see us saluting? <laughs> what is happening? We are wearing matching outfits, right? Yes, of course we are. We look fantastic. <laughs> And we've got our legs to the side like we're river dancing. So Fred eventually does get shot in the knee and him and his buddy escape into the bush. Okay. Now the bullet went in and out. So he limps up to two workers near Kentucky Station named Head and Tickle. <laughs> hang, hang on, their names are Head and Tickle? That's correct. Head and Tickle or Head and Tail? Head and Tickle. Oh, head I thought you said Head and Tail. I thought they were just going to be in a horse costume. You know what? I feel like this is about to become a tickling podcast. Uh, <laughs> <Because> finally. <laughs> we fulfilled it. <laughs> we called the shot so long ago. <laughs> Nothing head I enjoy out, uh, after a night out, a little head and tickle. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Nothing like after a bit you know of head I mean? having like, the tickle. Just a tickle while the head's taking... <laughs> I wonder what Head and Tickle were getting up to in that cabin all alone in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Tonight you be Head and I'll be Tickle. Uh, it's most nights. Uh, <laughs> you said I could be Tickle. No. I'm Head and I'm Tickle. Come in. Yeah. Which one you want? <laughs> well, I prefer a little Head and then a little Tickle after. Most do. 
Is Mr. Lick around? <laughs> Dr. Lick. <laughs> Pardon me. So he goes over to these two guys and they splash the wound with rum. Don't worry. Head and tickle know how to solve a exit wound. <laughs> we'll just put some rum on it. Sure. This yeah. might tickle a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> head will suck the poison out. <laughs> How are you? And then There's tickle no will dress the wounds. Mm, there's poison. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Ah. <laughs> um, so they, they put, they put rum, on, rum on it and they wrapped it, and then uh -huh. Fred limped off using his shotgun as a crutch. Wow. Yeah. So he ended up healing up. Everyone uh, in this audience, obviously, being in Queensland, is very offended that people are wasting rum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he ends up healing, and then he goes back to robbing. He was called the Gentleman Bush Ranger because he was so polite mm. and courteous to women while robbing. Nice. He nice. told people he wanted to be like Robin Hood. Australia had a very haves and haves nots culture war, unlike now. Mm-hmm. And Fred's Rob the Rich routine made him a cult hero outlaw. Half the people... Did they see the shack that he'd robbed earlier? Because it feels like... <laughs> yeah. Half the people... Nothing but Robin Rich people. Yeah. You, you right. would not believe the mansion I got this gun and bacon from. <laughs> I when we pulled off that gun and bacon caper and took that guy's last tooth. <laughs> so half the people support him and aid uh. him, right? So on December 21st, 1863, after robbing a toll house, he rode by the toll window. So he gets out, gets on his horse, he's riding by. Mm -hmm. He makes eye, eye contact with the toll keeper, and he said, Captain Thunderbolt. Okay, so that, um, now that is... How he got his nickname. That's, and he just made it up? Yep. Okay, so he just one day decided... On, so, so Captain Thunderbolt gave Captain Thunderbolt Captain Thunderbolts, or the tollkeeper did? That's, no, he gave himself his own nickname. Yeah. Right. Which is not... I don't know if that's how nicknames work, necessarily, but... Or he no, 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 he came along and he said, no, no, seriously, everyone at my old school called me Captain yeah, Thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a bunch... Nobody has nicknames like that around here. You met Head? Tickle? Thunderbolt? <laughs> Head and tickle, we're like, that's way better. <laughs> that's way better. That's good. <laughs> I'm Captain Rum Wound. <laughs> Captain Thunderbolt. According to author Carol Baxter, that's how he got his nickname. Mm -hmm. After he robs the toll house, then he goes to the inn that's nearby and just starts drinking and eating and having a good time. Sure. He told the innkeeper that he was going to rob her, but now he wouldn't because she was being so nice. Nice. And then he kept getting drunk, and then he finally left, and as he walks out, he runs into the tollkeeper. Hey! And he says, quote, Well, you're the chap I stuck up this morning at the toll bar. I suppose you have come after me. And the tollkeeper's like, I'm just going to the pub, honestly. <laughs> you can't get Captain Thunderbolt that easily. And then Fred gave him the money back he'd stolen. What? It's a weird superhero. Well, no, no. His whole MO is he robs from the rich and gives to the poor. So, by definition, this guy's now poor. 
Like he had lots of money before, but he's walked into the pub. He can barely afford a drink. He got robbed earlier in the day. And poor old Captain Thunderbolt's like, well, you're the sort of guy I like to redistribute the money to. What happened to you? You robbed me earlier. Well, sounds like you were poor. (laughs) What? There you go. Now it looks like you just came into a big sum of money, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, well. Guess who's gonna need to get that from you, old Captain Thunderbolt? Here you go. Boy, you got nothing, do you, Jack? No, I don't. You took it all. Sounds like you're down on your luck. Poor, ain't you? Here you go. Tell him Captain Thunderbolt gave it to you. Okay. You rich motherfuckers make me sick. (laughs) What? Give me that money! Here. You ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, do you? No, it's not even my money. It was toll money. Here you go, friend. Here's to getting back up on your feet again. I don't want it this time. Take it. You just going to take it? No, I'm not. There you go. Now go on your way. Not so fast, asshole. <laughs> And the two men stayed that way for 40 years. (laughs) And this is the end of the story. Here you go. Hey, no, you don't. I'm not going down like that, you elitist. Uh, So... After he gave him the money, the toll keeper said, quote, where's my cash box? And Fred told him where it was. And so Fred ends up, after the day of robbing, with no profits. <laughs> Captain S- Thunderbolt strikes again. <laughs> Soon afterward, he held up a couple on the street, uh-huh. and the man said he needed the money because he was taking his wife to the doctor, so Fred's like, I ah, can keep it. Okay. This sounds legit. In January of 1864, the folklore around Fred was building, but his gentleman ways weren't always... (laughs) Have you heard of these idiots? (laughs) It's about 30 to 45 minutes, and then you just leave with everything you had. It's really... Yeah, you can actually make money off this fucking Yeah, no, he ended up giving me a couple of buttons off his coat on accident. There you go. For you and your wife. Do you want a dog? (laughs) Uh... So his ways aren't always profitable, but no also the, most cops don't want to face him. Mm-hmm. On the Great North Road, Fred saw... He doesn't respect the salute. <laughs> On the Great North Road, Fred saw a cop riding towards him, and he yelled, quote, Hello, you want me, don't you? And the cop said nothing. So Fred pulled his gun and mm. pointed it and asked again, and the cop said, quote, No, I don't want you in particular. I'm only giving my horse an airing. And then he an raised... Earring? Airing? Oh. Giving his horse an earring? Yeah. Airing. <laughs> it's 15. Mm. It's time. It's his quincenera. Yeah. He then raced off on his horse. Wow. To the cops. A lot Similar of cops times don't. cops, right. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's Captain Thunderbolt. That's yeah. an intimidating name. Mm. Also, it's actually quite hard when you get back to the station to go, so what did he steal? Well, technically nothing. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, at the end of the day, nothing. I mean, he's, he's, he committed robbery 30 times, but he had nothing at the end of it. It's, he's created quite a rarefied airspace for himself. <laughs> That's right. So the press can't believe he's robbing people in broad daylight. It was supposed to be, it, they were saying he was robbing 10 to 20 people a day. Yep. Wow. Every, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone is talking about him. The, the Maitland Mercury 
paper reported that Captain Thunderbolt was Fred Ward. So what? they figured out who he was. They've huh? never seen him in the same room at the same time. It's just a pair of glasses he wears when he's Fred. So people began seeing him near Moncrie. Nice, keep going. You did it. <laughs> keep going, buddy. Keep going, pal. Keep going. Keep going, what buddy. Did, what did you say that time? Nope. No, I, didn't, no, no. I didn't even hear no, it. What, yeah, did, what was Moncrie? Look at Will's like, hmm. Anyone got any idea what he just said? Mudgy. Oh, okay. No, Mudgy. it's not Mudgy. It's Monkry. M O N K R E E. Monk. O N K R E. That guy goes, oh. oh. <laughs> we didn't need your revelation, sir. That was. Oh. Oh. Monkry. As you were, Dave. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Monk so that's where Marianne's living, and people are starting to see him around there. Right. Uh, so Fred and Marianne and their two kids take off. I am Captain Thunderbolt. Right. Okay. So they settle down by a Colgoa River, living in the bush. For eight months, they live a very simple domestic life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fred hunted for food, but then... Give me your life. Mm. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get anything today? Almost. (laughs) Trapped a bunch of them, but... uh, They were so poor by the end of it, I had to. He uh, was bored after a while, and longed for his criminal life. So, on January 5th, 1865, he partners up with a man named Thomas McIntosh and robbed a businessman of 150 pounds. Mm, Now, their plan now is to really go after the rich. Right. Okay. Okay. The cops found the camp. They're searching all over. They found the camp, and they questioned Marianne. She said Fred had been gone for five weeks and happily told them whatever they wanted to know. Nice. So, so she, he, he wasn't like, by the way, don't tell the cops anything. She was like, I'll just let him know everything. <laughs> so they took all the stolen property. I'm Mrs. Thunderbolt. Mrs. Captain Thunderbolt, actually. So she had a bunch of stolen property. They take it all. They don't arrest her, though. Um, now, at this time, more and more bush rangers are starting to terrorize people. One shot and killed the constable, and people are starting to freak out. And papers are attacking the government for not being able to handle all the bush rangers. So the cops increased their effort to find Captain Thunderbolt. That's a great nickname he's given himself. And he put together a bushranger gang. Scottish Thomas McIntosh. That's right. <laughs> Mackie. 17-year-old Brit John... The Tartan Kilt, they call me. <laughs> Captain Thunderbolt and the Tartan Kilt. 17-year-old Brit John Thompson. That's right. And mountain man Thomas the Bull Hogan. Uh, so Marianne also joined up with them. So they spent the next few months robbing. Trackers found Fred's camp once again. And again, there was Marianne. And she said, quote, you're too late. They're off. We saw you when you're coming on, on the lake this morning. Damn and it. She, and then she started just giving sh- the cops shit for not being able to catch Fred. <laughs> Oh, they keep shooting at us. So this time we don't believe in guns. <laughs> so this time they arrest her. Oh, and when they said they were going to arrest her, she just fucking attacked one of the cops. Mm-hmm. Salute, she, salute. <laughs> she's ripping at his uniform. Salute with her, harder with her fingernails. She's hitting his chest and she's yelling that Fred is going to avenge her and kill them. And then she backs up and she challenges the 
the cop to single-handed combat. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. I don't want to fight Mrs. Captain Thunderbolt. <laughs> so the other cops held her down and restrained her, and she, she just kept yelling, Fred's going to come and get his vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then they put her on a horse, and they're riding her back, and she's just fucking yelling at him the whole time. All right. Did I mention she's pregnant? She's really pregnant. Oh, well. Oh, you, you didn't need to mention Yeah, that. honestly. <laughs> it's just assumed if you don't mention she's pregnant that she is pregnant. Yeah, just tell us if she isn't. Okay. <laughs> so she starts doubling over in pain on the ride. So the cops drop her at a nearby mm-hmm. station because they don't want to deal with the fact that something could go wrong. Right. And then the press hears about That's it. That's so strange. What is time when the cops are like, boy, she could get hurt. <laughs> Let's give her dignity. <laughs> so the press hears about it, and they mock the, the cops. Quote, the police succeeded in capturing a half-caste woman and two children belonging to one of the robbers. I'm sure you will think with me that great praise is due to them for their gall- gallant conduct. It's, oh. uh, the sarcasm is... Mm. Uh, it would, could come across as just legitimate, like... Yeah. Like, there should be a specific font for that, because someone would be like, they should, they did a very good job. She's like, you, these cops were unbelievable. They did such a great job. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Reading the sarcastic times. It didn't take long for Fred and his gang to come and take Marianne and the kids. And then they returned later that day and robbed the station that they'd just taken her from. <laughs> Why didn't you just do it when you were here earlier? They'd know it was us. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't here earlier. And then after they robbed, they stayed for a meal and chat and had a good time with their victims. I mean, I do enjoy the way they rob people. Yeah, I like, it's like a post-coital cigarette. It's sort of like... It's kind of like the ultimate unexpected pop-in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm coming over for dinner. I haven't told you. Also, I'm taking everything. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a good robbery earlier. Let's break some bread. Let's eat some of your bacon. I mean, I guess the idea of, you know, coming into somewhere, you know, stealing everything and then just living there with the people you've stolen from is a very Australian story, so. Yeah. I would wonder the vibe of the people who they robbed, you know, if they were like, that was amazing, or if they're like, no, I remember. Look, how much, seriously, this is, we're going to make one more pizza. I mean, honestly, this is just... Uh, so Fred knew he had to get Marianne some distance away from where they were operating. And he hired a part Aboriginal woman to stay with Marianne, and he set them up about 300 miles away. Wow. So the public now really wants action, and the government passes the Felons Apprehension Bill. It was pretty much directly aimed at Captain Thunderbolt and his gang. <laughs> Bush Ranger Felons sh- Apprehension Bill. Mm-hmm. Or FAB. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the police that? definitely were like, FAB is perfect. <laughs> Salute. Hold it. Hold it. FAB. It's time for FAB. <laughs> well, you're not going to love it us now. We're saluting him with a FAB brigade, eh? What are you snickering about? These men have no respect. River dance. So the Bush Rangers... Uh, charged now had to surrender by a certain date. And if they didn't, they could legally be shot on sight by anyone. Mm. 
Okay. So th- quite a rule. Yeah. So those who supported Bush Rangers could be searched without warrants, arrested and convicted on weak evidence, and given long prison sentences and have all their assets seized. Not if I have anything to do with it. Got a match? This no. guy. <laughs> but the gang didn't stop. So um, now in Tamworth on April 19th, they robbed a postman. Also, knowing uh, Fred, he probably like stole all the mail and then felt guilty and then went and delivered all the mail. <laughs> <laughs> With the postman. <laughs> Captain Thunderbolt... So what he did do was he sat there with the postman and opened the mail and took the valuables and then gave the letters back. (laughs) This one's nice. She really misses her daughter. I'm having the best time. Yes, I'm not. I love you, postman. Now, now, locals are freaked that a gang is operating in the area and that it sounds like Captain Thunderbolt's gang. Though one... I really can't get over the idea that he just started calling himself Captain Thunderbolt (laughs) one day and then that was it. And it's like, it really is a fucking awesome nickname. But it has no relationship to really what he's doing. He just was like a Marvel writer. He's like, Captain Thunderbolt. And people are like, fuck, that's him. Like, does he have, like, a like a Thunderbolt insignia yeah. or logo? Or, or like, some, yeah. Is he a captain of any description? Of like, the skies. It, I feel like, I don't even know if he, he gave himself the nickname. I just feel like he was riding by the guy and went, Captain Thunderbolt? Yeah, and then I was like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> he must be talking about himself because I'm not Captain, captain Thunderbolt. Captain Thunderbolt. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so... Uh, one of the gang was described as, quote, stupid-looking. Which one? Uh, that was Thompson. Um, That's right. Captain Thunderbolt, Mackie, and the stupid-looking one. How are you? We're here to take your stuff and give it back, probably. Uh, so five days later, the cops caught up with the gang. They just robbed an inn at Millie and were drinking in the... Same in. You yeah. really don't get much distance between the crime. Like, they throw well, the so rap party. what I party. love is, like, you can imagine, like, if you were, say, going to rob, like, a bar, that you might go and drink in the bar all night, enjoy being at the bar, and then at the end of the night, yeah. rob the bar. Right. But I love the way that they're like, we're robbing you, and now we're staying. It's <laughs> we're just going to rob it in party. for a few hours. Yeah, we yeah. rob and then party, and people yeah. are like, this is, this is like my business. I'm having the best time with your new friend. <laughs> Gosh, what a day we've had. So the, the cops arrive. And the cops are like, didn't you just rob this place? How'd you find us? You're in the place you robbed. Wow. Yeah, but now it's a party. It's different now. We own it. So technically, I don't know if it's still robbing. Salute at them. So the cops arrive, but they're on. They've been riding for a while, so the horses are very tired. And the, <laughs> yeah. junk, the drunk bush rangers decide to fight the cops. And it just, like the description is crazy, but it just... It just devolves into them all riding around kind of in circles shooting at each other. Nice. It's kind of a cartoon war. So after a bunch of different shots, Mm -hmm. John Thompson is shot and he falls off his horse. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. So he falls on the ground, and a cop, you know, goes toward him, and Thompson, he goes, will you surrender and drop your gun? And Thompson goes, I, okay, I'll surrender. And then, then he shoots at the cop. Yep. Oh, nice. But he misses. Wow, not oh. a great, uh, yeah. mm, not so great. Another cop shoots him in the face. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want him to go, but he really didn't handle that great, to be honest. And then, the, and then the gang takes off when that happens. Okay. okay. So and Thompson's no more. Yeah. And the cops, the cops' horses are way too tired to chase. So wow. he had been shot through the back um, and out the stomach with the first shot. And then... Ed and Tickle on the case. <laughs> Get the rum. <laughs> He's dead, sir. He's not dead. He's alive, sir. <laughs> the rum did it. We got him back. Tickle him. Put your finger in there. Coochie, coochie. <laughs> yeah. He was Boom. also... <laughs> <laughs> I'm old school. He was also shot in the jaw and uh, it went out his neck, but he survives. Jesus. He ended up getting seven years in prison after that. Wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's quite a turn. Okay. So after that, the gang heads to Queensland, which upsets the locals. One paper wrote, quote, We on the Warengo are besieged with criminal refugees from New South Wales, including Captain Thunderbolt. Uh-huh. That's what they say during the festival, the comedy festival. Uh-huh. Fred felt running with recognizable uh, gang members put him at risk, so he splits off and goes on his own. Okay. Now, Fred went and robbed the exact same postman that he had robbed previously. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, the post- buddy. The postman always robs twice. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they had a casual conversation while Fred opened all the letters and took out the... Wow. <laughs> you got a lot of good mail this time. <sighs> Please. Ooh, this one's hot. He mostly, uh, he mostly keeps away from Marianne for safety, and he... Does go back, however, for the birth of his next daughter. How is he not, like, it feels like, I mean, he must just be, just feels like he's dropping loads and rolling, honestly. That's the name of the book that this came from, (laughs) dropping. You know what he's doing? He's thunderbolting. (laughs) You just let all your captains head upstream and you take off. Uh, so after his daughter's born, he left quickly after. Carol Baxter, quote, Marianne was now hunter-gatherer and milch cow for her little horde. Wow, what a way of putting that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fred kept, uh, so Fred keeps that midwife that he'd hired to help out. Right. And at one point, Fred was with a new partner, and they come across a magistrate who had once chased him before. And so they robbed the magistrate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred ba- bragged he would never be caught. And right as he's bragging that he's never going to be caught, his new partner drops his gun, it goes off, and shoots Fred's horse. Oh, Jesus. Killing it. Oh, God. Oh. And Fred takes a swig from a bottle of rum. Yep. Blows it into the horse wound. Whoa! This is a little trick I'll learn in New South Wales. <laughs> the old head and tickle. And then he offers some of the rum to the magistrate. Yep. 
And then he and then he gets on his partner's horse and he rides off. With the partner, or the partner's like, Fred! No, he leaves the partner. Captain Thunderbolt! All I do is kill your horse! I so don't know. But this was guy. the partner trying to betray him at this moment? Is that what no, was going? He was just fucking. Idiot. He was just he, just, he just killed his horse. Yeah, he just yeah. dropped his gun. He, oh, okay. Yeah. Accidentally. Um, and then, so the guy who robbed his new partner, who robbed the oh. magistrate and the magistrate, are both just sitting there like, so. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's coming back <laughs> now. He was pissed. So what is a magistrate anyway? I never even. Huh. I don't really know. I'm uh, kind of a judge. Oh, nice. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> judge. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Can't believe I shot his horse. That well, thing went down fast. <laughs> yeah, I never seen a horse die from a gun that dropped that fast. That <laughs> uh, really surprised me, I'll tell you. That shocked me. Well, look, I'm here with you now. This yeah. Is- and I'm drunk. He gave me uh, I'm that. getting drunk too, personally. I'm also. I don't know where we are in relation to where we were. So, <laughs> sure, I'm tired. You're under arrest. <laughs> I don't think you can do that right now. That's all I got. <laughs> no. Fair enough. All right. So you know how about this? Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. Go ahead. I was not even. Uh, I was, was, was going to say, say if you. I was just going to say if I know any songs. No. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's awkward when we walk at the same pace. Yeah. So no, maybe we should sing. I don't know. Would you? No. Is I that think, what you're going to say? I think we should separate. But oh, okay. One of us should walk slower. Right, and then if we find some, if we find water, the other one calls for the other one, and then we sort of start a life out here together. Okay. It's crazy enough to work, I guess. Sounds pretty good to me. I love you. I love you so goddamn much, it's crazy. I, uh... Waiting so goddamn long to hear a man out here just say those words. I've been a judge. And then he drops his gun and kills him. (laughs) Oh, damn it! (laughs) Shit! Now what? Damn. Every time I meet a friend, drop my gun and it kills him. At least I got my songs. <laughs> so his, his new partner, he meets up with a new partner, Irish, uh, Irish Patrick Kelly. If you can believe it, got it. Patrick Kelly's Irish. Yeah. Uh, he also met up with Brit Jemmy the Whisperer. That's right. <laughs> no, don't tell anyone about this partnership. Do you understand? Keep it betwixt us. What? Keep this all betwixt us. They can't know. What? Yeah, we can't hear you, mate. You're going to need to speak yeah, up. You should. We're on horses riding down the road. Yeah, we don't. Road, it's, yeah. it's quite loud out here with the horses, mate. Yeah. You're going to need to just speak up a little if you're going to be. I am shouting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I can't you make still out can't a word. hear you really this there, mate. Yell. You're just going to have to... I am yelling at you right now. Now, here's the plan, gentlemen. What? Again, can't hear the you, plan. mate. If you could just... Here's the, here's the plan, gentlemen. It's quite good and it's quite complex. You say you've got a van? No. I've... Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, 
this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Don't have a fan. Could, no, Maybe yeah. we could come up with some sort of thing where you blink and we know what you're saying? No, I'm not a, no, no. Like a code? I'm not, no, my name, I'm the whisperer. What? What? I'm the whisperer, goddammit. That's Why? right. That, because that's my thing. We all need a hook. You've got Captain Thunderbolt. I'm the whisperer. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm saying. Now, the plan from the seems, top is quite simple. It seems all like we a... need to do is move through the back. That's the place. What? Now, if we what? move quickly, we've got this. They don't expect us, and that's why we're expecting. Now, if they go for that, they've got the guns, but they've not got that idea just yet. We will run. <laughs> I mean, it was harsher to use his silencer, but... <laughs> Tell my wife, now that you've shot me... A lot of people support them. Rural women would hang red blankets from clotheslines if cops were near. One cop tried to arrest Fred, but one of them are doing red blankets today, aren't they? <laughs> one cop tried to arrest Fred, but he ended up stealing the cop's gun and then mocking the cops. <laughs> now I don't have a gun. Here you go. Ah! <laughs> uh, so the, all these stories just make people love him more. The government refused to give more money to the cops, but instead raised the bounty on Fred to 100 and uh, 50 for each gang member. Okay. okay. So one night they roll into uh, Queer Die, a guy named Davis is on a porch. And they told him to step down, and he said, I will not. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
And then they told him to hand over his saddle, and he said, quote, No, I will not, but if you come at me one at a time, I will fight the lot of you. I like that. Okay. <laughs> Was he the guy who invented Hollywood movie fighting? <laughs> what will the rest of us do? Kind of pump your fists a little and watch. Get in a ready stance. That's an if you offer. come at me one at a time, Form I will a line to the you. left. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's crazy. Let's be fair. So they said they would shoot him, and he said, quote, I dare you to do it. But they really didn't care. They just pushed past him and grabbed his saddle and said they remembered and made fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> so one man was with 15 sheep shearers, and he begs them to go fight the gang with him. And he's like... The 15 sheep shearers. Yeah, so there's okay. a guy... And oh, is this porch guy or a different guy? This is a different guy. Different okay. guy. The gets, porch guy crime is yeah. happening. So, okay. and this guy hears, I think, hears about it, and he says, Let's go. We got 15 sheep shearers. Come on, shearers. Let's go fucking get these guys. Right. And they're like, Well, they don't do anything to us. Like, I don't care. So he takes it, he sends a 12 year old kid. Nice. Smart. Yeah. Good. Okay. With a message for the gang. Uh -huh. Hey. And the message is, quote, I want you and defy you. What? You hey, heard me. I want you I, and um, this is from the sheep shears. I want you and I defy you. I defy you. And so, I want you. Uh, and I defy you. And I want you. But I also defy you. You know that like Thunderbolt would be into that because that's his MO. <laughs> Just the flip flop emotionally all over the joint. Mm. Mm. Feelings at the end of the spectrum, eh? Yeah. I want you and I defy you. Will I rob you and I return to you? Okay. Okay, and were they like, all right, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, the sheep shears sent me. I think this 12-year-old's hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> they came rolling in here, and he's like, I want you. And, he's and like, I defy you. And I was like, let's go. And then I'm like, well, he's 12, so this is a little bit weird. <laughs> but that is it based on what goes on out here. Damn, I'm mixed up. Uh, not a lot of us are, Jack. Yeah, it's wrong. Glad you got there, pal. <laughs> Took a while, to be honest. Quit thinking. Okay. <laughs> so the gang is just like, whatever, and they keep the kid as a hostage. Uh. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. But again, they've robbed someone, so they're just hanging out at the inn, drinking sure. and partying. Right, of course. They committed a robbery. And then the 12-year-old... They notice that no one's paying attention to him, yep. so he sneaks out, uh -huh. wow. and he writes to the police. And I want you, and I defy you. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. What does I want you mean? I don't know. The sheep shears gave me a message that was really shitty. It's really not worked great. And how are you defying me? I, um, I don't know, but I do also want you. I don't know. I think The more I think about it, I think this is a prank. I think they pranked me. One of them is my older brother. God, I hate Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's the equivalent of like pranking a new tradie. Is that what it is? It's yeah, like yeah. sending a guy down to the shops for like the black and white paint. They've yeah. just gone, send the 12 year old over to the gang. Yeah. What will I write on the note? I want you, but I defy you. You sure they'll respect it? They'll drop all their weapons right away, friend. Okay. So the cops ride up, but their horses are tired. Mm. Okay, like, so firstly, they gotta get fitter horses. Yeah, like, their horses, horses are a real problem. Yeah. They need, I mean, why are the horses... By the time they get to the state, like, they've been partying the whole time, and the yeah. horse is arrested, and by the time the cops get there, the ho- cops' horses are always tired. But the cops really have not figured out how to be cops yet. I mean, they just started figuring out they need to carry guns and, like, use them, and then now they have horses that are like, I gotta stop smoking. <sighs> I'm fucking gassed. Whew. All the cops have got to come undercover, join the party for a couple of hours, let the horses rest, yeah. and then jump up and say we're arresting Totally, yeah. 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 You robbed them? That's amazing. Why, we'd love to have a drink. And how about some water for these tired, dehydrated horses? <laughs> Thank God you robbed them too. <laughs> Don't salute, boys. Don't salute. <laughs> that's a dead giveaway, boys. Put your goddamn hands down. Put your hands down now, fellas. So the gang takes off, and then after the cops can't keep up with them, so they circle back and <laughs> go back to partying while the cops think they're chasing. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Shut up. They f- Hang on. So they just lead the cops away. And then just duck back to the fucking party at the place they've just robbed. And the people who they were robbed were probably like, well, that was a fucking crazy day, but thank God they're anyway, gone. they're gone. Good news! Yeah! We tricked them! Another round, another round, give us one more round. Woo! Oh, shit! You guys look surprised and confused. <laughs> <laughs> so two hours later, the cops roll up yeah. again. Well, oh, yeah. well, well, our horses are more tired than the first time. <laughs> you let us on a goose chase. <laughs> we want you in to fire you. <laughs> now our horses are really tired. Well, now we're taking <laughs> off. Fuck, get on the goddamn tired horses. Well, so the gang hops on the horses and they give the cops a mocking salute and ride off. Uh, really? Yeah. They, even they mock the salute. <laughs> They're saluting. Everyone get down. <laughs> my God, they're as good as us. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and this time the cops are just too tired to chase and they're like, uh, yes. I can't. Damn I can't. it. Well, we're not very good at this. No. I mean, surely if you're the cops, you chase them off again and then pretend you're chasing and duck back and wait for them to arrive. Yeah, yeah. yeah when they're like, well, I don't know where they are. You don't think I do not want to go back to that goddamn saloon. <laughs> I swear to God, if they're there. <laughs> so a few nights later, they roll into the town of Carroll, and after robbing and drinking... Three, In that order. <laughs> three cops show up, and a gunfight uh, happens. Oh. Jemmy shot one cop in the That's arm right. and neck. Yep. Take that. Motherfucker. I'll see you in hell. Fred escaped, but took his horse into a bog, got stuck in the mud, and sunk. He had to leave his horse and go on foot. Mm. Mm. It's a very never-ending story. Yeah. 
Now the horse was fine though. The horse made it. Oh, thank God, Will. Thank yeah. God. It's okay. It's fine. Because <laughs> to me, it sounds yeah. like no, the no, cards no, no, are no. really. The horse you promise? Thought, yeah, no. He went on, but the horse definitely made it. Probably out in trotted the end, so. in the bog for a while yeah, and yeah, then yeah. came all, back out. He right. became uh, king of the bog. Oh. Captain Thunderbolt and King of the Bog. Yeah, that's right. That's the where the story is going. Fuck yeah, Dave. They end up having a. They end up making a baby together. Ah, I want you and defy you. <laughs> uh, so now they've uh, shot a cop. So they're much more dangerous, and more more cops are added to um, track the gang. So the Tamworth Examiner reported it had been a different gang. That did the robbery. Okay. Or the shooting of the cop, I mean, mm-hmm. and the robbery. And that that gang had done a string of robberies. So now Fred and his gang are fucking pissed that they're not getting the credit. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, Captain Thunderbolt. After Fred started entering robberies with guns out, saying, quote, I'm Captain Thunderbolt, and I've come to stick you up. And I'm the Whisperer, and we're part of the same team. Nobody's gonna. What? What? I'm saying that we're. Yeah. No, seriously, man. Can you speak up? I, I cannot. You have laryngitis? No, no, I'm fine. Uh, but what I will say, Captain, like Captain Thunderbolt said. What? This is. I mean, basically, what he said. It's a robbery, everybody. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So the guy who robbed us is named Captain Thunderbolt, and he's got like a mute friend. <laughs> What I do love about this is you know there's at least one person in the dollop audience who has a real hard-on for ASMR who's loving, (laughs) who's sitting at home right now with their headphones on just going, Going this is my favourite episode ever. You're going to your workshop again, (laughs) Chip? Yeah, yeah. Just Just going to do a little uh, head and tickle if you know what I'm saying. Thunderbolt one more time. That goddamn whisperer. (laughs) And that's right. Uh, Hey, to the one ASMR fan, I just... Oh yeah. So besides announcing, <laughs> besides, besides now announcing himself when he when he robs, he is also telling uh, cri- uh, stories of his crimes. Yep. Wow. While he drinks with them afterwards, mm. so he can really get. He's trying to get it out there. Like he feels he's like pr- he's not getting the appreciation right, yeah, that he needs. Right. So he's branding. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I love so, this. The whole ordeal is now taking even longer because, like, he doesn't just party now. He walks you through everything he's done. <laughs> so no one knows why the gang split up in January 1866, but Fred goes into hiding. And Kelly and Jemmy formed separate gangs on their own. Kelly got caught pretty quick and got a 19-year sentence. How much? Uh, served seven and then was sent to America. Oh, no. A fate worse than death. Jemmy kept... Captain Thunderbolt? Is that you? Um, Jemmy kept robbing. uh, So he's off robbing. Fred starts robbing again. Nice. Then the woman Fred had hired to help with Marianne's birth and help out with the family Mm. goes to the cops. Mm. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. A tell-all. And she says Fred got hurt falling off his horse and... He had been tying her up whenever he and Marianne left the camp. Mm. Okay. And she finally escaped and came to them. Mm. So she tells them where they are. Right. And now cops come from every direction, kind of circle the camp. Mm. Bring your most athletic mm. equine. (laughs) 
They found the camp, but he had escaped on a horse. So the cops now had all of his stuff, and Marianne is once again arrested, this time for vagrancy. She, um, so they split, they took her two kids uh, and, and had the woman that was helping out take the kids, and then she got to keep her baby. Weird, okay. And Marianne's very honest. She said Fred was shot in the leg in August, and then a horse fell on his leg after that. Mm-hmm. Quote, since then I've had to lift him up onto his horse, and he has hurt so much that I do not think he can long survive. He's looking for head and tickle. So that might be why the gang split up, is because he was at a commission. Right. Um, so in court, in court, a cop said Marianne owned men's pants when caught. <laughs> oh, hang on. Whoa. Case closed, hang motherfucker. On. Wow. So hang on. She had men's pants. Yep. Yes. Finally a crime. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, Whoa. lady in man pants. My God. <laughs> Makes me sick. Just when you think you've seen everything. Quote, she also started that when police chased Ward, she was dressed in men's pants. No Mm -hmm. one in court could believe what they were hearing. Holy fuck. Men's pants? Grumble, 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 grumble. They were fine with the the criminal that would rob from people then give everything back at the after party, but a woman wearing men's pants, this was... Kill her! (laughs) Marianne yelled, quote, I was not dressed in men's clothes. I didn't say that. And the cops said, quote, you did say that when the police chased Ward. You had pants on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's really you good. think they'd like, we're getting bogged down in the wrong details. Yeah. <laughs> Having a bunch of people died? Shut up. A woman wore man pants. <laughs> Christ. The rookie's sick. What do you think's happening to the lady stuff in there? I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) It's spoiling. (laughs) I'm a doctor. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Cannot survive. (laughs) And yet I'm strangely attracted. All right, doctor. Your testimony ends here. (laughs) That'll be all, doctor. You may step down from the witness stand. We understand she wore pants. Get out of the witness box, sir. Doctor, get out of the witness box. I'm thinking it's musky. Doctor, get out of the goddamn witness box now. Leave. Now. Doctor, we will have you removed from the witness box if we need to. Stop thinking of something else. No, do not say another goddamn thing. Put your glasses back on your stupid face. Well, no, 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 them no, off. no, no, do, do not set your glasses down like you're about to have a diatribe. L- sir, 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 no, sir, no, don't even your honor me. As a doctor. Shut up, doctor, you've said enough. The last two things have been quite enough. <laughs> sir, your mouth is open. Medically. No. Speaking. Stop speaking in medical terms or any other. I need her to sit on my face. Doctor. Medically speaking, doctor, because of the pants, doctor, we have to see what's doctor. happened, doctor, and we really got to get in Do- there, doctor. You, th- nobody needs your testimony any longer. It is officially done. Why are you holding your nose like you're deep in thought? That should not be happening. You just asked the defendant to sit on your goddamn face. Get out of the fucking witness box. <laughs> 
Doctor, 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 I'm doctor. I'm Do thinking. not think. Leave the courtroom to think. We are good with you. If you we... are, doctor, 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 doctor. I don't know how to be any more clear, so I'm just going to say it one more goddamn time. Get out of the witness. If get, we get, why are you get standing? Get them all in pants. No, 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 doctor, doctor. The order will be magnificent. Doctor, doctor. Doctor, doctor, get out of the goddamn witness box. I apologize. Your Don't Honor. sit back down in the witness box. Get out of it. <laughs> Put your glasses back. Look, you look befuddled with good reason. You have said some things you should not have said. I... No, you eye nothing. Take the fifth. That is far too late, sir. Am I in the right country? Uh, no, 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 no. But even if you were, it would do you no good to say the fifth after the things you've said. Yeah. Can we name the pants magnificent? Okay, that, we're going to take a recess. Ooh. No, not in that way. Not for that. No. Are we not? No, we're not. No, I guess we'll be back. No, court, no, we're back in session. I, oh, God damn it, I have no way to go here. <laughs> the old head and tickle. So Marianne is found guilty of being idle. Of, oh, hang on, what's she found guilty of? Yeah, I forgot. Being the... idle and disorderly. Being idle and disorderly. Wow. So she's sitting around. Mm. It's vagrancy law. Right. right. Uh, she had no means of support or fixed residence, and she got six months. That'll teach you. Mm. By giving her somewhere to live where they knew where she was. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially, a, it's a law against Aboriginal people, right? Yeah. They can say you don't have a house, but you're like, no, it's, I, I don't have a yeah. fucking English house. I have my house. Mm. Yeah. What they do in LA now? Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, boy. You have was, no idea where you are. That was really idea. great. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, little pants doctor <laughs> ruined the whole night, didn't it? God damn it. You it have no again. clue where you are. No, it no. moved down again. Mm. <laughs> so talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I mean, I am still fascinated by the idea of man's pants, though. Like, why is that so incredibly was, offensive? I mean, like, was men, it? Men, were you were, were, if you were a woman, were you not allowed to wear pants no, at all, or only female at all, pants? Absolutely not. Like, men literally mm. lost their fucking mind. Okay. No, we did a story about it once, where it was like, yeah, the. the, the I mean, it was. Was it women? Yeah, they kept arresting her over and over and over again. Yeah. Because she right. wore pants. She was like okay. running and wearing pants, and they were like, well, she's going to get somebody killed. <laughs> and she did. Mm. So, um, so she gets six months in jail, and then the legislator uh, debates if an Aboriginal person could be a vagrant in their own land. So, oh, yeah. actually, so there's okay. actually some reasonable people wow. who are like, should we do this? <sighs> I mean... We got rid of them pretty quick, so. <laughs> that doesn't exist any longer. But she's not fully Aboriginal, so they're literally discussing, like, should we do this to Aboriginal people? And then, oh, well, is she Aboriginal? Like, mm. it's a right. whole, it, it couldn't sound like nice. a worse debate. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, the decision was then kicked up, kicked up to Governor Young to come up with a decision. He uh, released her 17 days into her sentence. He's okay. like, that's not how nice. we're doing things. Yeah. And the public is fucking pissed. One letter to the Maitland Mercury called the decision, quote, such wretched stump oratory. 
The Tamsworth Examiner wrote, quote, She is a very smart woman, intelligent, and car read, but write pretty well. Car read? Car read? It had Makes to you a sick if you were in the car. Mm. I mean, there were no cars. You've never known cars? It must be well read, and it okay. switched. But, and she writes pretty well. So, okay. And that she deserved no sympathy, also. Wow. Mm. Quote, she's not darker than many European uh, women oh. who might easily be amendable to the vagrant act. Oh, so nice. they're, like, judging it based on... Yeah, it's good. Yeah. This is a good yep. discussion that mm. really should be aired. You know, again, we're back mm. to the comedy part of the show. Yep. So a lot of it. This is a fun podcast about how things, now I understand every week when you're hearing some American story where you're like, nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's basically just a giant discussion on racism and misogyny uh-huh. right, amongst men. Mm. Nice. Which doesn't happen anymore. The, the guys who are going to solve that problem. <laughs> just give them a minute. So people had solutions to the bush ranging problem, most of which was just kill the bush rangers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Marianne doesn't know where Fred is. So she looks for him, and she leaves her kids with relatives. Mm. And then she gets arrested for having a stolen horse. But the judge drops, drops the charge. Because, because of me. Because women can't own property. Uh-huh. Wow. So... So she can't technically have stolen the horse? Is that your literally the workaround? Your nightmare system... Yeah. Is unable to convict. Sorry, but I, I can't, well, I can't own this horse, so uh, there's no way that no, I can actually be. No, but you did. The law says that a woman can't own a horse, so no, I but, guess I'm just. But you. Uh, no. Uh, oh God damn right. it! We've been too bad. <laughs> Shit. She's got pants. All right, settle down. In fact, what's a list of other things that I'm not allowed to own? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. She can take everything. Everything. (laughs) Uh, No, doctor, we do not need any testimony right now. So we are all set. Nope, we are. No, doctor, I don't even know why you showed up. Nobody's calling you as a witness. We are miles away from your last uh, trial. So please just, just don't even. I don't. I would actually like you tossed out of the court. Put your goddamn hand down. So she can't technically have a horse. So she was accused of receiving stolen fabric. Aha! So not, not having it. Receiving. receiving it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that she has it, that's okay. And she says that she bought it, and she names the store she bought it from. Oh, God damn it. And then they ask her for a receipt. Aha. Uh-huh. In fucking 17, 1800 yeah. something. Yeah. Where's your receipt? Where's your receipt? You just hand them, like, a stick and be like, there it is. Mm. And they'd be like, that. Mm. Yeah, I guess we don't really do those too well now, do we? And she, also, I just love the idea of you buying a horse and them going, you need a receipt for that. <laughs> now you have 30 days yeah. to return it. If it gets too exhausted, we give it to the cops. <laughs> so she doesn't have receipts. She says, go ask the store. And they go, well, why don't you go ask the store? And she's Where like, I can't. I'm in go. court. And then they put her in jail for three months. No. Okay. okay. So that's Fred. The cops didn't know, but Fred had retired. Like he was like, I'm out of the business. I can't do this anymore. Right. And <laughs> was it the partying that did him in the end? <laughs> I'm just so hungover all the time. I tell I... you what, I can't keep up with that lifestyle anymore. The Robin I is fine. Yeah. It's just we party so hard <laughs> after. It's the after parties. 
But now he's fucking pissed because of what they did to Marianne, and he's like, I'm going back in. And okay, he's Captain like, Thunderbolt. So he like, then we do the montage where it's like close up on the belt getting strapped. He laces his boots. He puts his shirt back on. His biceps bulge a little. He trims the beard. He puts on his little mask, and then he ties it tight, and he's like, one more ride. <laughs> so now he wants, he wants to not, not just rob people, but he wants to torment cops. Yeah. So one night, he robs a bunch of people and then drinks with them for hours afterwards. Um, okay. He's learned no lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and they said he became much less angry and more gentlemanly the more drunk he got. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. This is the first time that's ever happened. Uh, well, a cop was tipped off, and soon another horseback chase was underway. But even an extremely drunk beyond belief Fred again got away. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, he didn't run. Uh, he got away and then stayed in sight, daring the cops to catch him. Oh, wow. And so two cops get in a buggy and disguise themselves as a family. So they must have put on, like, a fucking bonnet or some right. shit. And like, sure. Yeah. How much further, Pa? You don't need to talk. He can't hear us. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you mind if I do? I actually do. It's kind of weird. I wouldn't mind roasting a marshmallow later. Right, shut up, Jenkins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get out of the goddamn buggy. We don't need you here. I'll just put some clothes on a bag of rice. Daddy, what's six? Uh, uh, um, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. All right? You're two, year, you're two years older than me. Just shut up. <laughs> so as they got caught, as they get close, Fred sees them and yells, quote, It's the bloody traps! And they chased him again. But once again, he escaped. Well, yeah, they're in a buggy. They're like, damn it. We actually can't get much momentum going. <laughs> and so he gets away, and then they go back to the inn, and when they get there, Fred's already there drinking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to think there's two of him. <laughs> and he gets away again. Again? How the fuck? <laughs> Does he have, like, a portal? He's really, he's really good on a horse. I mean, he must really be, and the cops are just like extras. Yeah. Now, the least Just cop, stay at the pub. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, yes. just leave one person at the pub. Yeah, like, or just send one guy chasing him, and the rest of you stay at the pub. He'll yeah. be back. What? Yeah. Well, the, during this whole thing, the lead cop was such a coward and inept that his captain files neglig, neglig, uh, neglig. neglect of duty charges against him. Right, okay. So Fred now goes southeast and recruits 15-year-old Thomas Mason as his partner. Uh, Thomas's father was dead. His mom was a sex worker. He had a piece of stepfather. So he's like, Fred's awesome. Right. And, but Fred's no longer a gentleman robber. He's fucking angry. He's angry about what happened to Marianne. Right. And... As they rob an inn, a Scottish guy charges Fred. Uh, now, no one's ever attacked him before. Okay. okay. Wow, that's crazy. And the guy, the, Scott. the guy grabs Fred's arms and holds him, and Fred yells at Thomas, quote, rip him with your knife. Rip his belly open. Excuse me? <laughs> and Thomas moves in, and the Scotsman lets go and runs out, and Fred shoots at him, but he misses. And then he told the other hostages, quote, I'm not a bloodthirsty man. I'll be satisfied with the man's ears. Uh, excuse me, Fred. Um, so there's... I'm a little confused by... I don't need blood. Take the man's ears off his head. 
But that, they don't pop off like... They'll pop off. No, it's not like a Mr. Potato. It, it kind of is. Situation. It's a bit well, like... Sorry, a... Mr. Potato... Non-gender potato. <laughs> it's not like a non-gender potato situation. The ears don't come... They bloody come off. Like, they're bl- when you take it, you're off That's what the Scottish person, people say. They bloody come off. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's very bloody. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. I don't like blood myself. I abhor it. Okay. Great. So remove the Scotsman's ears. <laughs> or take the haggis out of him. His belly. That's where the haggis lives in the Scot. <laughs> <laughs> Not my haggis! Oh, roast it up. They took me high. Give me a bite. Oh, Christ. So as they, as they left, Fred said he'd be back. We and know. Mm. That's your deal. Yeah. But For the, the rap party. The hostages say they're going to get more guns and they'll be ready. So it's getting a little more, right? It's not the same old right. fella. So uh, a judge looks into Marion's alibi a different judge, and he goes to the store, and sure enough, she had bought the fabric. I like how it took that long uh, hang for on, the judge so to go to the store. The, but uh, literally, she had bought it. She what? She, she had, had bought the fabric. Yeah, she had bought it. She just didn't have a receipt she on did, her. She literally just didn't have the receipt. Yeah, she's living out in the fucking bush. Why is she going to have a receipt on her? And nobody went and the, nobody went to just, the, like, going to the store was, like, an amazing idea. Oh, it was a, it was a few towns away. Like, Still, it was a ways okay. away. But no one was like, I'm not going to do that right, for her. Right, right. Clearly, it's theft, right. Yeah. But this other judge looks into it, and she's bought it, and now people are fucking mad, and they think she's being punished because the cops can't catch Fred. Yeah. So they're taking it on him. Uh, as much as people are mad at Bush Rangers, they also fucking hate cops. Nice. Yeah. That should never change. Oh, no, that hasn't changed. <laughs> we just have less bush rangers. <laughs> this time, papers, when they're talking about her, they do not mention her Aboriginal background. Mm. Mm. So Marianne writes the governor to ask for release and started the letter, quote, your petitioner is the wife of Frederick Ward, commonly called Thunderbolt. Captain Thunderbolt. Captain Th- yeah. She was out three days later. Nice. Now, Fred and Thomas Mason robbed an inn on May 8th, and the innkeeper noticed Fred's hand is shaking as he holds the gun. After, Fred and the innkeeper sat on the porch drinking and talking. <laughs> he must be one charming <laughs> son of a bitch. I mean, for, I mean, for everybody to hang after... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. He told Fred to stop before he got well, killed. If you're ever going to rob anyone in town again, I hope it's me, Fred. I had a great time getting robbed by you. It does feel like he's less interested in robbing and more interested in meeting people to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a formality. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy tells Fred to stop before he got killed, and Fred said he had tried, but that life was not his thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the murderous Clark brothers were caught in New South Wales. Nice. Um... So the crackdown on Bush Rangers was all but done, except for the final big one, Captain Thunderbolt. Now, well, no of course, one... the big crackdown was what that doctor wanted to do to Mary, but... Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting animal. <laughs> no one knows... 
When Fred and Marianne reunited, but they were together in August of 1867, mm. Fred's reward is now up to 200 pounds, so all the cops are after him. Mm. They found his camp, but Fred saw them when they were 60 yards away. He was getting dressed at the time and had one boot on, and he and Thomas bolted. With one boot on, he still outran the cops and escaped. <laughs> I mean, they were tired from the long ride. <laughs> if only he was closer. That's the problem. We always have to find him. These goddamn horses. <laughs> they, they took his four stolen ha- horses, and the whole time they did, Marianne had taunted them and yelled at them. But this time they had been ordered not to arrest her again. Yeah. <laughs> now, two cops stumbled across Thomas and Fred on a trail, and during the ensuing chase, the Bush Rangers split up. And the cops went after Fred, which is what he wanted. And then he got away. I was like Baby Driver. (laughs) (laughs) The headphones, and he's like, I'm out of here, motherfucker. On September 4th, the cops arrested Thomas. He was mentally destroyed by the Bush Ranger's life. I can't believe a 15-year-old just couldn't hang, but yeah. 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 An exhausted and scared teenager now. He had not seen Fred since they split up uh, during that chase weeks before. The courts took mercy on him and gave him a light sentence for a Bush Ranger six years. Okay. A woman reported she thought... The out by his 21st. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A woman reported she thought Fred had come to her store and was acting odd. Quote, he never let go he of... He robbed, his- but he didn't hang out. <laughs> Something was Weird. off with him that day. Quote, he never let go of his horse, but he held the reins in his hand while paying for the cheese and then rode away. Mm-hmm. I've done that. <laughs> Nothing weird there. Oh. It was the 13 pound. It was a 13-pound block of cheese. Yep. I've done that. It's fine. It's no problem. Well, it's some's for him, some's for the horse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 13. I mean, did they not sell, like, small pieces of cheese until, like, 1950? Everything's always in huge, huge pound-wheeled hunks. That's a 13 pounds. is a lot of fucking cheese. A ton of cheese. <laughs> the cop who this was reported to... It's a had- cheese baby. It's a cheese toddler. It is a cheese baby. That's a cheese baby. A cheese toddler is probably like 26 pounds. So it's half a cheese toddler. <laughs> Sorry, sir. It's the baby cheeses. <laughs> Cheese-o! <laughs> so the cop has no time to investigate this cheese situation, but he sends a report about the cheese crime. Sure. And one of his superiors wrote, quote, Constable McMorrow is at a loss to know what Thunderbolt would want with 13 pounds of cheese. Something is... Well, go with all that bacon-y stuff. <laughs> I mean, the idea that they're now like, God damn it, what's he doing with 13 pounds of cheese? Can't be good. I just imagine next time he robs someone, he's bringing you a platter. <laughs> <laughs> He was with his new pal, Sergeant Charcuterie. (laughs) Captain Thunderbolt and Sergeant Charcuterie. And this guy who whispered. He stole hors d'oeuvre toothpicks. (laughs) October of 1867, Marianne was pregnant again. Mm. Shocking. Yep. But they split up the next month, and Fred got together with another lady. Hmm. Hmm. And then one day, soon after, Fred came to the cheese lady for help. The lady robbed the, or bought the cheese from. I remember you. His new lady, he said, was sick. 
She and needs cheese to live. <laughs> a lot of Munster and ideally some olives. Hello, Please. I'm a doctor. Um, oh, my God. I remember him. No. No, we'll leave. We will, I will literally leave. Stop acting like you're about to say something. I do not want... And why are you rubbing your thigh slowly? It's just nuts. What? I was just thinking about cheese and pants. Oh, for God's sake. Just don't talk again. Please. Damn it, I love the bush. Christ. <laughs> Not a doctor. I was a doctor. And I found out there's women wearing pants out here. <laughs> Dave. So this is... <laughs> invented the perviest character. <laughs> Let there be cheese! Uh, Even the guy who married the 14-year-old's looking at that doctor guy, he's dodgy. <laughs> I'm like the fucking worst, but I hate this guy. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Fred goes to the cheese woman, and he tells the cheese woman where to find uh, his sick lady. Yeah. And says, quote, I'm leaving this part of the country, of the county, as it is getting too hot for me. Mm -hmm. So he leaves her, and then... Um, Why the cheese woman? Well, he's the only person I guess he knows in the area mm. that would... I don't really know you. You know, just... right here, the woman I robbed. You're my best Didn't... friend, cheese woman. My name is Shannon, and you fucking robbed me. I've never had a friend as close as you. My new lady is dying. I need you, cheese woman, whom I robbed. Yeah, I'm not, like, super... Okay, what do you need? Bunch of cheese. If you exchange cheese with the person, you are... There's a bind for life. <laughs> A bond or a bind? A bind. A bind. Oh, a bind, okay. A bind. You're binded strange. together. Are we, okay. You're, you're cheese friends. <laughs> How can you please put on these pants? <laughs> I, I knew it. So his new lady dies. Uh, he was oh, only no. with her for like a month or three weeks. She yeah. dies on November 24th, but he's already gone. Mm. On August 20th, 1868, Marianne gave birth to Fred Ward Jr., which Fred probably oh. never knew about because they were split up. And Marianne didn't know she was pregnant when they split up. So like she, she named it after Fred still. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of like, I mean, it is, is that nice? Is it weird? Or is she just like, there's a new Fred in town? Like, I need a replacement Fred. Or like, Baby Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little strange. Isn't it? Yeah, like, he like leaves, his name's Alec. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's, but it was his, so it's a Fred. Mm. Well, she's now back with her second husband, John Burroughs. Maybe we should call it John, hon. <laughs> Fred seems like a weird thing to call it now that you and I are back together, babe. Just put on the dress. Okay. <laughs> Is there any chance she just got back with John because he had some crackers? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've got all this cheese. I don't know. I don't know if he's me. The... I've been working in the cracker business for a while. Oh yeah, he's not the forty-year-old guy. No. Okay, so that's good. He can't be. Yeah. Well, he could be. We'd be very old. Much older than yeah. forty, but. Oh uh, hello. Uh, Pregnant? Could it be mine? <laughs> From forty years ago. <laughs> 
They're slow swimmers, but they get there. <laughs> They're like salmon swimming upstream. It's a fight, but they'll make it eventually. Not all, but most. Mm, oh. It's where the borough's name comes from. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Marianne and Burroughs have three more kids. Yes. Oh. She, I mean, she loved to, she loved to fuck like this. Oh, the babies, likes. yeah, yeah. Let's call this one Fred too. I don't. Now that seems like a problem. I mean, how many kids has she had now? Uh, that's a question for you, but I would guess forty-five. Yeah, sixty to forty-five. God bless her. So, the reward for Fred went up to four hundred pounds, and on May twenty-fifth, eighteen seventy, Fred tried to rob a man of his horse. Mm -hmm. Now, Fred was with, again, a younger companion. And the man shot at Fred, and there were cops nearby, and they heard it, and soon another chase was on. Fred had the two... He split up with his partner. He said, mm. go our separate ways. Uh, and a cop, Alexander Walker, paused not knowing which one to chase, and Fred yelled back, quote, come on! And Walker yelled back, quote, all right, and gave chase. <laughs> all right, sure. Uh, so Walker, however, unlike other cops, is a really, really good writer. Okay. And so they're... Ironically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they're... <laughs> the chase is on for a long time. And then they come to a water hole, and Fred gets off his horse and starts swimming across. Yeah. Mm. Now, it's almost dark, so mm. he is planning something with his horse when it gets dark, right? Okay. But the cop rolls up and goes... I see what's going on here. So he shoots the horse. Oh. I mean, the horse body count in this episode is a little high. It's like another one in the mud survive, remember? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah, keep yeah, forgetting yeah. that that one ended yeah. up becoming the, the swamp god. Yeah, yeah right. Bog horse. Yeah. My bog pony. Um, sea bog. So now. <laughs> so now. Um, bog beauty. Fred's on the other side of Dave, the water. Dave, we're in the middle of some horse name jokes, so if you could... I, mean, I understand you want to keep moving, but... <laughs> so Fred's on the other side of the water hole, yep. and Walker tells him to surrender, mm -hmm. and he's obviously not going to surrender because it's Fred. And so Walker rides his horse into the water, but then the horse falls down sure. into the D water. Dies, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, another one gone, great. And... Walker is basically sitting duck, but Fred doesn't shoot at him. Mm. He jumps in the water, and he starts heading for Walker. Mm -hmm. And Walker shoots at Fred. And then Fred gets close and tries to pull Walker off the horse. But Walker now has no bullets left. And he pistol whips Fred. And Fred comes up with blood coming out of his mouth. And it turns out the first shot he had shot at Fred oh, hit okay. him. And Fred... Was dead. Oh. His body is put on display for days, and hundreds of people come to see it. Walker got the 400 pounds and promotions, and for hundreds of years, people still questioned whether or not it was Captain Thunderbolt that had been, that had been killed. Oh. oh, nice. Marianne lived a very long life. She became a nurse to support herself. After, and her children. After, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. After Burroughs died in 1900, and she died in Mudgee in 1905. Wow. God damn. Yeah. 
most of this based on uh, Carol Baxter's book, Captain Thunderbolt and His Lady, the true story of Bush Rangers Frederick Ward and Marianne Bug. Did you also, say Carol Baskin, the Carol Tiger Baxter. King lady? Is that who wrote this? Yeah, <laughs> the Baxter. Thunder King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of the wow. Captain Thunderbolt. Captain Thunderbolt. That is a wild... Ken, I didn't want to ruin the story, but is there is Thunderbolt a real thing? Like, is there a thunder? Like, I've heard of lightning bolts, but like, uh, no, is there a Thunderbolt, or is Captain Thunderbolt just the whole time it's just kind of? It's a great point because. <laughs> I don't think a thunderbolt is a thing, Will. No. I think he just was like, he probably yeah. was like nervous to like get his nickname uh, out there. And he was like, Captain Lightning Bolt. And he was like, Captain Thunderbolt. Ah, shit. Shit. And the guy's like, ah, Captain Thunderbolt. No. Uh, ar- yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. That's some wild shit, Dave. I love a guy that parties with his victims. Not you guys have got a mate and great after this, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for Will Anderson. Thank-